Welcome back to another edition of the Educational AD Podcast. We couldn't do this without the incredible support of our sponsors, and we want to start by saying thank you to all of them. First, to our diamond sponsor, Varsity Brands. Varsity Brands, including BSN, Varsity Spirit, and Herf Jones. Varsity Brands is elevating student experiences in sport, spirit, and achievement. We also want to thank our platinum sponsors, Ephesus Lighting, innovating a brighter future at every level. Gilman Gear, always a step ahead. Camp Mobile, where teams communicate better. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. And Vital Signs, Bring student achievements to life. Thank you to all of our great sponsors. Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest today is truly an old friend, Dr. Lisa Langston uh, from the Fort Worth Independent School District. She is a certified master athletic administrator. Uh, Lisa, thanks for being on the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, Jake. It's a pleasure to be with you. Uh, well, we go back a few years. We were both on uh, uh, certification committee. Uh, you moved on to bigger and better things as a board member, uh, but you know it's still good to see you, if, if for nothing else, uh, every year at the National Conference. Sure. Yeah. Well, as you know, uh, this is a busy time of year for athletic directors, so we're going to jump right into it. We always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, uh, where you went to school and college, and uh, maybe how your love of sports uh, led you into this career in athletic administration. Okay, well, I'm from Dallas, Texas. Um, I um, went to Spruce High School uh, uh, in the Dallas Independent School District, uh, but actually my, my athletic career started early. Uh, when I was I ran track and uh, just a little, um, a real quick story about that. I, um, my brother and I were latchkey kids, and so our thing was we were supposed to come straight home from school. And uh, I asked my mom if I could try out for the musical, The Sound of Music, and she said yes. And so I found out early on that singing was not my talent, uh, but I do know all the songs from The Sound of Music because of that. Um, but I asked her, I said, well, you let me stay after school for the tryout for the musical. Why can't I try stay out for sports? And I had her and so I went out and I started uh, as a fourth grader on our elementary school track team and then the next year I played basketball and volleyball as well and uh, continued those three sports in to high school and uh, added cross country in high school. So I was a four sport letter winner in high school. I got an athletic scholarship to Texas A&M University um, and uh, uh, played basketball there for four years, and then my senior and my fifth year, I ran track. Um, and you can see my banner um, on the back, back here, and I found this. My, my grandmother passed away uh, last year, and we were cleaning out the house, and she had the banner from the Hall of Fame. So, I, it, you know, uh, good, great memories and, and things like that. Uh, but after I finished my career at a &M, I went over to Germany and played a couple of years of pro ball there. 
and then I played a short stint in Spain and uh, my mom really struggled with me being abroad and so I just decided to come back uh, to the States and, and get started with my career. And I got into coaching uh, uh, truly uh, when I went to AM, I was an electrical engineering major, but I worked a basketball camp after my freshman season. And um, the joy I had in being able to teach young people something and, 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 and the joy they had in being able to accomplish something they didn't think they could do, um, that fall, like I changed my uh, my degree, uh, my major from electrical engineering into, uh, to physical education. And, and I decided then that I wanted to teach and coach. Um, but after I uh, finished my, my career as a uh, pro ball player, came back home, got a, a head coaching job uh, at Poly High School in Fort Worth. I was there one year, then I moved on to Pasco High School and I taught and coached there for four years. And then our uh, district decided to have a intramural athletic program and I was recruited for that position and went to the athletic department. Uh, and I was in that role for five years. and. Uh, and then they made some changes and restructuring. I became an, uh, I was able to help write the proposal to uh, include uh, restructuring with some additional assistant athletic directors. So I, I like to say I wrote my own promotion into the proposal. And um, about three years ago, um, they added uh, another structure to our department and I was able to get the uh, director of athletics position. Uh, and I think uh, for me, um, I, I had some memories of, when I was in high school at a uh, regional track meeting, a lady named Louie Harris, she was assistant athletic director for the Dallas Independent School District. And we we're at the regional track meeting. She came up to me and she said hello to me. And she knew my name. And I was shocked because I just thought, oh my gosh, you know, it, to me, it, it meant that she, I mattered to somebody. I had never thought about that. And so from that point, athletic administration had always been in the back of my mind. And so that's a little bit about how I got to where I am today. Wow. I, I did not know a lot of that. That is a very, very cool story. You touched on uh, our next um, area I'd like to talk about, uh, the importance of uh, leadership and mentorship. Um, growing up, um, you know, playing professionally and then getting your start in education, who have been some of your key mentors over the years? People that, uh, as you do your job, you can still hear their voices uh, in the back of your head. I would say for sure, uh, the number one person, beyond my mom and my grandmother, because those are the people who taught me about work ethic and, and the type of person I want to be and things like that. But Lynn Hickey, and Lynn Hickey is now the current uh, vice president, direct, ath director of athletics for East Washington State University. I think that's the name of the university. Uh, but she came in as uh, a basketball coach my junior year at AM. And for me, it, she was life changing uh, because as a player, she, she showed me that I had value beyond what I could do on the court. And, uh, and so that mentorship started then. And I, and I observed her as an athletic administrator because she came in as head basketball, but she was also uh, the women's uh, athletic. Uh, administrator. And so I, I, I was able to watch how she did things uh, and have conversations with her. Uh, and I think one of the things she did for me was uh, allowing me to run one of the camps. I mean, I was, I was in charge of it. And so it gave me an opportunity, uh, a leadership opportunity. 
And, and I can tell you uh, through the years, I still contact her uh, when I was working on my dissertation. Uh, I needed some information, and, and, and so she was my go-to. And you know, and I just, I mean, I, 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 I was honored and, and blessed to have her come across uh, my life. And then uh, some of the other people, just some local athletic directors, who kind of took me under their wings uh, right here in, in our area. Um, that you know just took the time to talk to me um and then I, I will say this also when i was working on my dissertation i interviewed 12 local athletic directors and for me i felt like that was a mentoring session because you know they were very candid and and you know i, I just thought to myself man this is the best professional development and, and things like that so i have a number of people who i, I consider mentors uh you know and they may have just been there for a season and of course, like I said, Lynn Hickey has, has been a lifelong mentor for me. Well, you know, um, talking about, uh, you know, the journey, um, I, I think a lot of younger ADs, you know, will see someone that's, you know, on a state position or even at the national, on a national committee, and they'll say, gosh, I wonder how they got there. Uh, and you know, and I know, you know, the journey, but go ahead and talk about how you got involved uh, at the state level, and then again at the national level with NIAAA? At the state level, you know, it's almost, they almost happen simultaneously. At the state level, I, I just knew I wanted to be involved. And so, uh, Bob, uh, uh, Joe Burnett, uh, local athletic director, was the president of our state association at that time. And I played golf with, with uh, Joe before and, and, and really liked him and, and had a great relationship with him, a great rapport with him. And I just told him I wanted to be more involved in, with the state association. So he named me as, our, as the NIAAA liaison for our state association. And from that point, uh, you know, I became more involved with the, uh, with the NIAAA and then uh, Annette Scoggins, which like, a lot of people know Annette and I go way back because she used to live in, in my area and we were actually flag football teammates and we never talked to each other then. We always laugh about that. But once I got, uh, became a member uh, and she and I would run into each other and, and she would talk about, you know, getting more involved and things like that. And I just kind of watched what she did and, 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 and things like that. And so um, initially I was on the ad hoc committee for the coaches education. And I think it just kind of took off from there. Uh, you know, I, I had a strong belief in, uh, in the, the um, NIAAA and the mission of the organization. Uh, because, you know, I, I, I'm a firm believer in, in professional development and growing yourself. Um, and, uh, and so it really aligned with um, my, my purpose and, and my beliefs and things like that. And so I, I've just continued to seek ways where I could become more involved. And, you know, I got the opportunity to run for uh, the at-large C position and, um, you know, was able to uh, win that election. And, and you know, and now on the board and, and, and was able to run for the president-elect and, and, and things like that. And so, um, but it's been people along the way, you know, going back to those mentors, you asked me about that. And, you know, I think about the people that I've served with in the committees, uh, you know, there's just so many, it's almost too many to name, but, you know, I think every time I go into a committee meeting or I'm, uh, like even in this section right here, I'm, I'm looking for uh, opportunities to grow. I'm, I'm looking for those negatives, uh, things that uh, will help me 
uh, improve. And, and as I you know, worked on these different uh, committees and, and went to the national conferences and having you know, every conversation you have at the national conference, you gain something from it, you know? And, 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 and that, you know, and, and that's a joy for me. And, and you take that, you know, you take what you've, what you've learned or what you've heard and you reflect on it and you see how can it, I utilize that in my life and, and things like that. And, uh, and you grow from it. Oh, it's, it's great to hear. Let's go ahead and talk uh, a little bit about COVID, you know, certainly, you know, been on everyone's uh, mind uh, since this past spring. Uh, Texas is, you know, uh, again, the obvious, very big state, Fort Worth, uh, a huge school district. Uh, so there's a lot of moving pieces. But uh, two questions. What were some things that, that you did this past spring uh, in response to the closures uh, for the students, the teams, the coaches in, in uh, your area? And second question, understanding that things could change tomorrow. <laughs> you know, what... Uh, What's the response right now as far as reopening for uh, Fort Worth Independent School District? Okay. All right. First question. Um, early on, uh, when we first uh, had to start working re remotely, uh, I have four high schools that I work really close with, uh, and and my colleagues and our we're kind of divided so that we can you know make sure that everybody gets a, a lot of attention. And when I met with my individuals via Zoom, you know, the thing I, I told them to focus on is, um, as we go through this, figure out what is it that you've learned? I mean, what opportunities have COVID presented? And, um, and, I, and I think my relationship with those individuals, we all noted that we grew. I mean, because, you know, I mean, people were sharing things uh, that normally they wouldn't share. And some, you know, our head football coaches, some of them, they were spending time with their, with their kids. Their kids were getting to know who they were because, you know, because we were sitting still and we're at home. And so we kind of looked at the positive um, with that aspect. Uh, some of the things I shared with them, uh, like I would do this emotional map with them that I had gotten from a training that I had gone to. And, and they took that back to their kids because they understood that the kids weren't always truthful about what was going on. But if you had this map where you could talk about it, if, you know, are you in a joyous jungle or, uh, or whatever the case may be, uh, it helped them to connect with the kids. And, and, and so even throughout, throughout that time, they were still interacting with their kids because we just thought that was uh, extremely, extremely important. Since then, uh, you know, in Texas, we, we were allowed, uh, I think the date was June 8th to start a strength and conditioning uh, summer program in sports specific. And so um, we put together a return to play um, plan. Uh, you know, we had uh, members of our district health services department, our district operations department all be a part of it because it was important to us that number one, we couldn't act in isolation because number one, we're not the health experts. So we had to have everybody come together. And so our uh, associate superintendent that's in charge of health services, one of the things that he shared with us was, you know, athletics, you're going to give us an opportunity to kind of uh, model what's going on or what to expect in the fall uh, as you go through the summer uh, strength and conditioning. And, you know, they provided us with the PPE and things like that. And so we've had schools that have continued except when the state has told us to take a break up until this time and 
um, coming Monday, starting Monday, you know, the, some of the programs that had just taken a break or went on pause, so they're coming back. Uh, but, you know, everything is about student safety, right? You know, first and foremost. And, you know, uh, and I, I was on a, a Zoom call right before this uh, with athletic trainers from around the state and they were, and it was put on by our state ADs association and they were just getting in, into the discussion about COVID and the role of the athletic trainers and things like that, because they are essential to this. And, and we make sure that they look at our plan and, and we get their input and, you know, just so that everybody can feel good about we're doing, what we're doing. But at the same time, I, I recognize that our coaches are, uh, you know, they're impacted by this. We've had some loss at, through this and, you know, and, and, and we've had, you know, and so you never lose sight of the fact that just because it hadn't touched my life doesn't mean it hadn't touched the life of one of my coaches. And I know, and like I said, I know that it has, not just my, some of my coaches or some of my athletic trainers. So, you know, we've got to have some empathy there um, and, and, and be able and be willing to listen to people and their thoughts. And, and, you know, we have some people with underlying conditions that we know, you know, our district is coming up with a plan for how we will address that because that's an employee situation that, you know, we have to, you know, account for and things like that. Um, and we're trying to make sure people are at their comfort level because at some point, you know, we were able to go indoors, but some people were like, no, I just want to stay outside and, and do, and, and, and it was like, yes, by all means, if that's where your comfort level is, uh, please stay right there. Um, and so, uh, Monday when I, when I, when we go into the office, we'll have a staff meeting, we'll have another powwow and, uh, with our school just determining their start date just yesterday, um, we'll have to come up with another plan. So it is never ending. <laughs> and, and I think that's the only consistent uh, thing we can say is that it, it's not ending and it's ever changing. Yeah. Um, staying serious for a little bit. Uh, this past spring, uh, of course, there was a, a much increased awareness uh, across the country uh, in the area of social issues, social uh, mm -hmm. consciousness. Uh, from your position, from your perspective, what are some things that um, we can do as athletic directors uh, to do a better job uh, with our kids and, and with our, uh, our stakeholders in this area? I think number one, listen. You know, I, I've, I've been on some diversity panels. Um, I've talked to uh, individuals and, and, you know, coaches in, in our district, our coordinators. Uh, I, I think it's important that you don't, like, just think, okay, this is going to pass. Um, you know, be, be willing to have the conversation and, and be open. You know, I, I've shared with people my, my story. And that's my story has uh, started conversations, you know, because I'm not afraid to talk about it, you know. Uh, you know, I've heard an athletic trainer just recently just was talking about, well, I didn't, you know, the kids didn't want me to be here and, and I didn't know what to do. And it's just like, well, ask them, you know. I mean, some of the, the cues that you're going to have to take are going to come from your kids. And then the other thing is educate yourself. Um, you know, I, I just heard uh, the Dallas Wing head coach was talking about white privilege and, and, um, and he was just saying that when people hear that term, they think that you're thinking that 
well, I don't live in a mansion or, I, you know, and it's like, no, it's not, it's nothing like that. It is, you know, it means that no one, you're not, uh, your hardships are not due to the color of your skin, you know, and, and things like that. And so, um, you know, like I said, there, there's books to educate yourself. Um, pay attention. I mean, there, some of the things you can see, you know, I, I'll never forget when I was in college and we were at a restaurant, the, the track team, and there was a, a guy on the track team, he was white, and, and he and I and a couple of other teammates, we were sitting in having a meal, and he shared with us he, that the wait staff was um, not giving us good service because there were blacks at the table. Now, he was white, and he picked that up. And so those are things that you, if you start paying attention, you can see when there's discrepancies in people's behavior. Um, but from an educational standpoint, I mean, because we are about education, and that's the thing. First, you got to educate yourself so that you can be the educator. And, um, and just know that no one is asking for you to get to be perfect. Because I think that's part of the, 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 uh, the, the difficulty in this, because people are afraid of saying the wrong thing. Well, someone will let you know if you said the wrong thing. Well, then you know it's not the right thing to say. Then you won't say it anymore because you've learned your lesson and things like that. But I, I, I think don't operate from fear. Operate from uh, curiosity. You know, just talk to people. You know, if somebody doesn't look like you, just have a conversation with them. I mean, the best thing to do is break bread. I mean, there is nothing more uh, healing and... and, and uh, uh, a way to foster togetherness than having a meal together. And then when you sit down and you have a chat, then you can see where those commonalities are. You know, and, and for coaches, um, you know, we do the inside out coaching initiative. You know, when you're talking and you're giving your narrative, you know, share your story and then have, you know, have kids ask you questions. You ask them questions and things like that. And, and I think that's, you know, that that's that's the starting point it's just having conversations and recognizing that we're all human beings you know we that that's the bottom line we're human beings and so when you start looking at people as human and you look for the, what makes them human then it's easier i think to um have conversations and to change the narrative of this nation you know, I'm, I'm not, I, I said this uh, a couple of weeks ago, I'm not a sociologist or anything like that, but that's just, you know, just my observation of, of living in this world. And, you know, I lived abroad, which gave me a different perspective than people that have never stepped, step, you know, who've never left the country. Oh, absolutely. It, it, it was very different for me. So. Uh, well, again, I really appreciate you sharing, you know, great, great advice for all of us. Um, Let's talk about uh, your job. Uh, what are some of your favorite things about your present position? What gets you excited about uh, getting up in the morning each day and coming to work? Well, no, every day is going to be a new day. It's some, something different. Um, I, I can tell you, working with kids, even though I'm in a, uh, a district office, so I'm, you know, I, I don't, I'm not at a campus or anything like that. Um, but I still get the opportunity to influence kids. And, and, and I love that fact. I, I love when our kids are performing well. And, and just, this is just a real a, a brief story. Uh, I had a, a, a young lady, and she was a shot putter, and she was at one of our high schools that traditionally does not perform well. And uh, we're at the regional uh, 
track meet and she has qualified for state. And man, she's excited. I'm excited. The coach is excited. We're all excited. And so we're jumping around and stuff like that. Well, I see her mother because someone said that's that's her mom. And so I go over to shake, introduce myself to her mother. And and, and uh, when I walked up, her mom and I said, well, I'm, you know, Lisa. And she's like, I know who you are. But Jazz talks about you all the time. And and that to me, I thought, okay, see, that's when I knew as an athletic administrator, I was doing my job because Jazz, I have been watching since she was a seventh grader. So I, I've seen her and she was a senior then. And so moments like that, uh, and this sounds strange, I love projects. Like we go in, we meet with upper uh, leadership and they come back and they say, hey, we, we need this, whatever. Because um, I like a challenge. And so uh, those type of aspects of it. And, you know, the, the human part, the relationships, you know, coaches and getting to know them, my athletic trainers, um, those are aspects that I like. The, you know, I, I, I had to come up with my transformational statement. I lead to, to make connections with adults and students to make a positive difference in their life. And so when I go into work every day, that's kind of the, the goal is who, who am I going to make a relationship with uh, or connection with today? So that's part of it. Well, it's always about the kids, but that it's yeah, great oh, to yeah. hear. It's great to hear that articulated so well. Mm -hmm. uh, well, Lisa, this has been uh, just wonderful, but uh, we're not quite done. Uh, okay. We always finish with uh, what we call the athletic director's toolbox. And you're certainly a, uh, an experienced AD. You've worked with athletic directors. Now your job is to send a um, brand new athletic director out on their very first job. But mm -hmm. I'm only going to let you put three items in their toolbox. What three things are going to go in Lisa Langston's athletic director toolbox? Okay. Uh, first thing is self-care. Because that's one thing I think people, uh, as athletic administrators, we don't take care of ourselves. And if you don't take care of you, you can't take care of any, anyone else. So watch your diet, watch your, the amount of sleep that you're getting. Uh, and when I say diet, I don't mean dieting. Uh, what you eat, uh, uh, you know, at, uh, working out, uh, getting exercise, because all that contributes to you being productive. Uh, second thing is put on your good ears. You know, one of the things uh, I, when I first started as an uh, assistant AD, uh, I would hate when there was a phone call that came in from an angry or disgruntled parent. I mean, hairs on the back of my neck would just stand up like, ah, I don't want to you know, deal with that. But what I've learned is learn to listen. And, and as the parents are talking, look, listen for where there might be elements of truth in what they're saying and look at those as opportunities to improve. And, and that, that part is helpful. Um, the, the third thing as a new administrator is, um, you know, we talked about it earlier, a mentor. Uh, if you don't know something, don't be afraid to ask. You know, ask questions. Um, you know, if there's somebody in the area that you admire or you look up to, uh, call them and, you know, and, and, and don't be afraid to, you know, before, if you got to make a big decision, talk to them first before you make the decision. Say, hey, this is what I'm thinking about. What are your thoughts? You know, how does this, you know, play out and things like that? If, you know, if you have the opportunity to do that. 
Um, and, and, and this is just a bonus. One of the things that I try to remember sometimes is, and this sounds odd, but we're not doing brain surgery. And, and when I think about that, it's not that what we're doing is not important because it, it really and truly is. And I, you know, and I know you know that, um, but it makes you be able to take a step back and take a deep breath and realize, okay, if, if it doesn't work out, then I've learned a lesson and I can improve on that. And so that, that'll help you with that, that stress that we get, you know, um, and so and it kind of help you from being overwhelmed sometimes. I mean, and, no, and, and like I said, that's from what I'm in my 30th year of education and 25 of them have all, has been in athletic administration. So, you know, I was, what I'm just saying, I wasn't like that in year six. <laughs> it took me 30 years to, or 26 years to get to this point where it's like, okay, this is kind of how I, I deal with, with the stress of the job because we make uh, big decisions. We do. Uh, that's, I mean, just such great advice. I appreciate the bonus too. And, you know, the, the listing one, uh, I, I think, you know, as ADs, I think we are wired for solutions and, you know, you hear someone, you know, sharing their concern. And a lot of times, as you know, they just want to get off their chest. They really, they know you're not going to give in, but um, early on, I would just, I'd be offering five or six solutions and they hadn't even gotten to the reason they're in my office anyway. So yeah, learning to listen, I, I think is critical. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, Lisa, this has been great. Uh, thanks so much for being a guest today. Well, thank you for having me. I've, I've enjoyed it. Yeah. I wish you uh, all the success uh, in the reopening and um, hopefully uh, we'll be able to uh, continue these conversations in person uh, in December when you come down to my state for the national conference. Hey, Jake, I sure hope so. And you take care down there, okay? And everyone that's listening, you guys be safe and take care and God bless you. Absolutely. Listeners, thanks as always for tuning in. Come back next time for another edition of the Educational AD. Have a great day. Thanks again for listening. Remember, these episodes are also being uploaded to the Educational AD YouTube channel. That's Educate, Ath, D-I-R, and F-I-A-A on YouTube. Thanks again for listening.